All right, uh, we are in a series called We Pray, and we talked about uh, the first two weeks that we are a praying church. How many of us we're a praying church? And how many wants to be a part of a praying church? And how many wants to pray? How many wants to help make this a praying church? It's the individuals in the church that make a praying church. How many knows that there's not just a, a magic button that you push for prayer? It takes each of us going before the throne room of God to be a praying church. We talked about a lot of churches do a lot of other things, and they probably do a lot of other things better than we do. But nobody will outpray us. Can I get an amen today? Nobody is going to pray more than this church. We are going the storm the gates of heaven. And today I would like to talk about the place of prayer, the place of prayer. And we live in a, a culture, I, I think we've kind of lost sight of the power of place, that there are certain places that are sacred, that are holy, that are distinct from other places. And we see this all throughout the Bible. And I think that there's been an overcorrection uh, over uh, in the last few years because maybe some traditions made it all about a church building. They made it all about the stained glass. They made it all about well, what the outside of a church looks like. How many knows that it doesn't matter what the outside of a church looks like? It doesn't matter uh, whether it's pews or chairs or folding chairs or how many uh, inches of cushion you have on the chair. None of that matters. What matters is when people come together under the name of Jesus, Jesus is there. Can I get a good amen today? <clears throat> However, I, I think we also have to admit that, that some places are sacred because of what happens there, right? We all have sacred places to us. Maybe, maybe it's places where something important happened. Just this week, we were able to take the kids to the bench at the uh, Texas State Capitol where I proposed to Danielle, and they were not impressed whatsoever. <laughs> but, but to us, that's a, a, a special spot. It will always be our, our bench. We, we would go there on dates, and we would talk about the future, um, and that that became a, a sacred place to us. And so I, I think we have to be careful that we don't lose sight of the importance and the necessity of sacred places. And, and, and maybe the older I get, the more old school I'm getting. But we, we, we need to be careful about what happens here. Okay? A, a church isn't just another place. It's not like Walmart. And, and uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be too harsh here. We need to be careful what we say in here. We need to be careful um, that we don't come in here too casually. Is that okay? And, and I, I'm just going to, I'm going to, man, I, I went down this rabbit trail. I might as well go all the way. We need to be careful what we drink in here, what we eat in here, because that communicates something. I wouldn't go into the Oval Office with Twinkies and a Mountain Dew. Why? Because that's a sacred space. Doesn't matter who the president is. That's a, that's a special place. And, and I'm just, just throwing that out there today, okay? That's not even what I'm talking about today. But, but there's, 
there's certain environments that put us in the frame of mind to do what we want to do, to do what we need to do. There's a very real phenomenon in sports called home field advantage, right? You can take a team that's terrible and you get them in their stadium with their crowd and they just elevate their performance. And that's because they're in their space. They're in their environment. And there's that same uh, phenomena happens in our spiritual walk with God. That when we enter into our space where we can connect with God, it elevates us spiritually. It takes us to a different place. And I believe that God does appear anywhere and everywhere, but there are some places that are just special. There are some spaces where I can just hear him more clearly. There are some places where I can feel him closer, where it's easier for me to pray. And each of us, we, we have to identify those spaces and we have to uh, bring them into our life as a part of our spiritual formation. And in Psalm 91, verse one, it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall, what, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God and him will I trust. The secret place, he said, in, in the secret place, of the Most High, the place where we meet God in an individual basis is often referred to in the scriptures as the secret place. The word secret means information kept or hidden from others. A secret place is where we can be secluded and hidden away. Each of us need a secret place. I don't need to know about it. You don't need to know about mine. It's a secret place. Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, when he's talking to his disciples about prayer, he says, but when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is where? In the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And the, the purpose of the secret place is this. There's things that happen in the secret place that don't happen here. And Jesus is saying, he's really contrasting what his disciples should be with the Pharisees. The Pharisees were performance-driven, outward-driven followers of God who everything, uh, everything that they did had an angle so that people would see it. The only time they prayed was when people were around. They were great at giving public prayers. They were great at when people came around, the lights came on, and they went into performance mode, and they, everybody thought, wow, they really know how to pray. But Jesus said, I, I don't want you to be like that. He said, a, a part of your prayer life, I want you to find a secret place. And this word secret place, it referred to a place in every home at that time had a place where they would, it was the smallest room in the house where they would store money, they would store valuables. It was a place that nobody knew about. 
Why? Because you didn't want everyone to know where your money is. And what he's saying, I think he's, he's more talking literally. He's not saying you have to go to the smallest room in your house. He's saying, I want you to go to a place that nobody knows about. I want you to go to a place where it's just you and God. And there's no pretenses. Nobody sees what you're doing. Nobody hears what you're saying. But I will hear. And I will answer. And so Jesus brings us this idea of the secret place is that we don't wanna be so caught up in religious performance that we forget how to pray one-on-one. And that's so important. That if the only time you pray is on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, you're in trouble. You're gonna have to learn to pray on Monday morning when you don't feel like it. You're gonna have to learn to pray when... Uh, you know, we, we just had a great time up here with powerful prayer warriors gathered around. How many knows that that team of people is not going to be around you 168 hours a week? You're going to have to find the secret place. And only God can see what is happening in the secret place. There are prayers that nobody else hears, and it's a place where God speaks to us as well. God speaks to me things that He won't tell everybody else. I tell him things that I don't want the whole world to hear. It is a secret place. It's a place of intimacy. And we see that Jesus went to the secret place. It says in Mark chapter one, he said, now in the morning, having a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to what? A solitary place. Or I think you could even say a secret place. Why? Because he knew that as soon as that sun comes up, People are gonna be looking for him. People are gonna be searching for him. It's gonna be crazy. He's not gonna have time to commune with the Father. And so before the sun went up, he went to a secret place and there he prayed. Now, if Jesus needed the secret place, how much more do you and I need a place to commune with God? Luke 11, one says, now Jesus was praying in a certain place. He didn't just go to any place. He went to a certain place. In other words, he, he was trying to find a place to pray and uh, he was maybe on a pathway and he, nope, not here. Too many people. Uh, no, I can't, I'm not gonna pray here. Too, too much noise. But he found the sweet spot. He found that secret place, and there he began to pray. He began to, he, Jesus sought for particular places where he could be alone and commune with the Father. And so he could have prayed anywhere he chose, but he chose a particular place. So I want to, to bring this to you today, that each of us have to find that secret place. Each of us have to find that place where there are no distractions, where you can't be bothered, but it's just you and the Lord. And the first point I wanna give us today is this, you have to make your secret place personal. Where it is, is none of my business. Where mine is, none of your business. Where it works for me may not work for you. What worked for grandpa might not work for you. You have to find it. You have to seek it. You have to look for it. Your secret place doesn't have to look like mine. It can be an office, 
It can be a shed, it can be a front porch, it could be on a lake or a river, it could be anywhere you want it to be. I've, I've known some seasons in my life where the secret place was my car. Wherever it is where you can hear God, where you can feel God, that is where the secret place is. Now here's what, another thing I wanna give us today is the secret place can change. There are certain seasons of your life where that secret place takes on a, another form, another place. There, there was a season in my life where I, I, there was a chair at Starbucks, and I know as silly as that sound, because as crazy as a, and loud as a Starbucks can be, I could, I could feel and I could hear God there. That place changed, and, and it's become different places over the years. I, I would say my, my, my personal greatest secret place is when I come into this place and it's quiet and dark, which is very challenging at times. But to be intentional about times when that happens and I can hear and I can feel God. By the way, this can become your secret place too. This is a house of prayer. It's not just for Sunday morning. This is a place where people meet with God. And so you've gotta find that sweet spot. And I wanna ask, where has God talked to you in the past? Where can you eliminate distractions? And, and that is so important. And, and something Bishop taught me when I was young and, and I didn't understand it at the time. And at the time, I probably thought it was kind of rude. And now that I'm older, I understand it. Sometimes I would come in here and he would be praying and he would say, not now, son, I'm praying. And now I get it. Because he, he's only as strong as the time he has in the secret place. And there, there were different phone calls and he would come and he said, unless it's an emergency, I can't take it. Why? Because this is sacred time. This is my time with God. How many times do we have conversations with other people that we value and we get a phone call and we silence it? We get a text, we ignore it. Why? Because I'm valuing the time I have with that person. Why do we treat God any differently? When you enter the secret place, turn the phone off. Turn the TV off. Eliminate distractions. Why? Because it's the most important time of the day. Amen. And if you would do that for someone else, we need to do that for Jesus. Come on, can we, can we get a hold of that? My time with Jesus is the most important time. Jesus' secret place was outdoors. In nature, he was able to connect as a human, he had to connect with the Father. The Father was in him, doing the works, but the humanity was limited. And if he was going to operate the way that God wanted him to operate, he had to be connected. And here's the question, what place makes it most conducive for me to pray effectively? How many knows that there are certain places where it's just hard to pray effectively? Where does it seem like God most commonly speaks to me? Where can I limit distractions and noise? You know, you, you wouldn't cook in your laundry room. You wouldn't set up your office in the noisiest part of the house. So too, your secret place has to be a special place. It has to be a place where you can focus, where you can hear God. And that's so important to prayer. 
So many times we make prayer about what we say to God when prayer is just as much about being quiet and let him talk to us. And how many knows that God's still speaking? God still speaks. God still communicates. I think the problem is we're not very good at listening. And so sometimes in a secret place, I don't say anything. I sit there, I meditate on the word of God. I meditate on the things of God. And I let him speak to me. It's a lost art in a noisy world, but we've gotta get back to hearing from God. So many of the things that we pray about, God's wanting to give us answers and we don't give him the space to do that. That's what happens in the secret place where I say, God, I'm not coming to bombard you with my top 10 needs today. I'm not coming to complain. I'm coming to hear. So word of God, speak. Holy Spirit, speak to me. God, I need direction today. Lord, I I don't know how to make this decision. Lord, I don't know how to raise these kids. Lord, I don't know how to do any of this unless you give me a word from the throne room of God. And here's what I'm gonna tell you today. If you go to the secret place, he will always meet you there. Can anybody testify to the truth of that? And so identify your secret place and make it holy ground. Protect it. Guard it. Don't let just anything Take control of it. Kick people out if need be. I'm kind of serious when I say that. This is the space where I meet with God. And I don't let just anything happen here. Why? Because it's my lifeline. Protect your secret place like your life depends on it because it does. We just honored a great woman. I guarantee you, she has a secret place. She's had some secret places. The saints of God of old who have led us to this point through our church history, through greater church history, were people of the secret place. And here's what I wanna tell us today is that it's not that we're worshiping the place. The place is to bring us to a act of prayer. The reason we honor the place is because it brings us to prayer. The place is to encourage us to pray. Let me show you how that works. I I can hardly walk through those doors without praying. I just heard somebody laugh because they resonate with that. Anybody else resonate that? Like I, I can hardly drive on this property without praying. Why? Because this is where I meet God. It's not an ordinary place. Surely the presence of God is here. Surely God has met me here. Has God met anybody else here? Has God met anybody else in times of trouble? And I, I wanna go ahead and show that picture. And about every two years I tell this story and about every two years I cry when I tell this story. But a secret place for me when George was having all of his trouble was this hallway. This hallway with bad 80s wallpaper that stunk and had no personality whatsoever. But when George was in that NICU and I was with him all day long, I knew that sooner or later nurses and doctors would go home and I could go to the secret place, which was this hallway. 
I knew that every day if I could hang on, I'm not gonna cry, till nine o'clock, God would meet me there. And he did. Miracles were formed in that hallway. Things changed in that hallway. And we would go back there for appointments after he was released. And that was holy ground to me. And I remember one of those appointments I told Danielle, I said, I miss this hallway. Because I felt the presence of God, the strongest in my life, in that dark, empty hospital hallway. You know why? Because God met me there. And there's gonna be different secret places and different phases of your life. Don't let the appearance deceive you. They're sacred. God is there. The second point I wanna give us today is this. Run to the secret place in times of trouble. Run to the secret place in times of trouble. And Psalm 91 gives us the reason for the secret place. It is a place in the time of trouble. It's a place that we go to. I have uh, some friends, I was just with them this week and they used to have a large house and uh, they always, they have a lot of kids, grandkids, great grandkids and the, the thing in the family that I always heard was if anything happens, come to the compound, come to the house. If anything goes wrong, come here. This is where we get together. Well, the secret place is where we run to when things go wrong, when I need God, when I need things to change, I run to the secret place. The secret place is where we plead our case before God and we cry out to him. Lord, I need you. God, I'm in a mess. It's the place, young people, we run to when we make a mistake. We run to the secret place. We don't hide from God. We don't try to cover it up. No, we, we run and we go directly to him. We go to the secret place. Why? Because prayer changes things and things change prayer. I don't pray the same in every circumstance. There are some circumstances where I've got to cry out and it's not just an ordinary prayer, but it's a move right now Jesus prayer. And that happens in the secret place. In recent years, the secret place has also been called the war room. It's the place where we do spiritual warfare. It's the place where we intercede for lost kids. It's the place we intercede for the prodigal son that's in college and losing his mind. It's the place where we go when we just bad doctor's report. It's the place where we go where God is our only option. There is no backup plan. There's no one else coming to save us. And we see this in Isaiah chapter 34. There was a king named Hezekiah who went to the secret place. He was a king over Judah and he received a letter from Babylon saying, we are about to wipe you out. And I want you to see what he does. He, he takes this letter and he runs to the secret place. In verse 14 it says, Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord. What is that? That's a secret place. 
Hezekiah didn't gather together his generals. He didn't gather together the nation. No, the first thing he did when he got the doctor's report, the first thing he did when he saw whatever was happening that was troubling him, he went to the house of the Lord. He went to the secret place and he what? Spread it before the Lord. There's some times where you gotta go to the secret place and you gotta spread out the false report, the evil report before the Lord. Lord, this is what the doctor is saying. Lord, this is what they're doing on Facebook. Lord, this is what my kids are into. And he spread it before the Lord and Hezekiah prayed the Lord, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, and throned above the cherubim. You are the God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. And here's how you pray. The first thing you do when you are in a situation where you need God to act is you remind him of who he is. God, this foreign king isn't in control. God, the people are in control. And God, I'm not in control. But Lord, you made heaven and earth. There's no one before you. There's no one after you, Jesus. Jesus, you have all power in your hands. God, with just one word, you can change this situation. God, I'm bringing this report to you. God, I'm bringing this problem to you. And he says, incline your ear, O Lord. And here, open your eyes. God, hear me out. God, open your eyes. Look what's going on and see and hear all the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Hezekiah says, Lord, are you gonna let this man destroy your people? Are you gonna let this man destroy the nation that you rose up? God, are you gonna let this destroy my family? God, are you gonna see, Lord, the, the young man, the young woman that we dedicated to you at a young age be destroyed? Are you going to let, God, the, the nations mock you? Are you gonna let, God, this culture continue to thumb its nose at you and for you to be mocked? No, 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 God, I believe that you are in control. I believe that you can see and I believe that you can hear. And so, God, I'm casting this care to you. Why? Because you care for me. Then in Isaiah 34, 21, Isaiah the prophet came to Hezekiah and he says this. He says, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, because you have prayed to me concerning this. And then, oh, I won't read it, but he gives a long explanation for why God is gonna act on his behalf and save the nation. But notice he says, it's because you prayed, God is changing the script. How many knows that God can change the script? How many knows that God can change the situation? That God can intervene and he can do what only he can do when God walks into the room, as we sung earlier, everything changes. Why do we pray? We pray because we believe God changes things. Yes, I believe that God is in control and he has all knowledge, but I also believe, he said, if my people pray. He said, he was conditional. He says, if my people pray, I'll heal their land. I'll change the situation. We've got to do our part and go to the secret place and plead our case to God, not because God needs me, 
that God needs me to interact with him in the secret place. And then Psalm 91 finishes. It says, Psalm 91, because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him. Because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. Why? Because he ran to the secret place. The secret place is a place of safety. And I wanna ask you a question today. What if with every problem that happened, we would stop taking it out on God? Oh God, why me? Feeling sorry for ourselves. And we saw it as an opportunity to run to the secret place. With every problem that came our way, we said, this is another opportunity for me to know God deeper. This is another way for God to show his power. However it happens, his power will be displayed through me and to me. Whatever you're going through today, it's an invitation to go deeper. It's an invitation to know God better and to see his power in your life. Instead of asking why God, Maybe sometimes we need to ask, why not me? Why, because God's gonna show himself if we just show up. And we run to the secret place, why? He meets us there. The third point I wanna give us today is this, is that there is safety in the secret place. There's safety in the secret place. I know that there's a place that I can run to and everything's gonna be okay. And that's the presence of God. It may lead to death, but I know I'm gonna be okay. Why, because I have the presence of God. It may be uncomfortable, but I know it's gonna be okay, why? Because I'm safe under the shadow of the Almighty. That's why it's so important that we are obedient because one of the ways that we take away the secret place, one of the ways that the secret place dissipates is through disobedience. Disobedience that leads to prayerlessness and it becomes a vicious cycle and I'm open to the attack of the enemy. And it's not that in the secret place I can't be attacked. It's not in the secret place that I won't be uncomfortable. It's that God is there with me in that moment, helping me through those situations. And when contrast to the worldly wisdom that I should be freaking out, I should uh, be losing my mind, I, I should be going through all kinds of anxiety, I'm at peace because I am in the secret place of the Almighty because I am connected to him in prayer and we are one. It's in the secret place that angels show up. It's in the secret place where I pour out my heart to God. It's in the secret place that I confess my sins and I am forgiven. If you're here today under the weight of guilt, you need to run to the secret place. Don't hide from God. Don't try to hide the sin. He already knows about it anyway. Run to the secret place and confess. I, I leave the secret place feeling strengthened. I leave the secret place feeling like God is with me. I leave the secret place with my faith elevated that God can do the impossible. I leave the secret place secure ready to take on whatever life throws my way because I have spent time
with the master of the universe who with one word can say to the winds and the waves, peace, and it all stops. I've spent time with the creator of the universe who controls my destiny in his hands. And I've talked to the most important person who can do whatever there can be done. He's the one who can do it. And I leave the secret place knowing God's in control and that he loves me. That hallway is where I felt the love of God more in my life. He's not against me, he's for me. Why? Because in the middle of that problem, I felt his presence. And his presence is more important than anything else. Lord, take whatever you need to, but do not take your presence. Because in the secret place, I'm safe and secure. Some people might have more money. I have the secret place. Some people might have nicer cars. I've got the secret place. Some people might have more important titles and last names. I have the secret place. I want us to read Psalm 91 as we close today. We're just gonna read the whole chapter if we could. I want us to connect with this right now. Can we? My iPad died, so I'm gonna have to go to the secret place up here. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God, and whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Somebody needs to believe that, right? Nor the pestilence that strikes in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to, allowed to befall you. No plague shall come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent will trample underfoot. Come on, how many of these we have dominion today? Because you, because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, everybody say with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. We stand to our feet right now all over this place. Oh, I think we can do better. Come on, let's clap our hands to God if we believe that. How many's claiming every promise? Can we lift up our hands all over this place today? And let's just bask in His presence. 
Lord, I pray, God, help us to be a people of the secret place. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run therein and are saved. How many's running to that tower of the name of Jesus today? If you're going through something today, run to him, seek him, and you'll find him. If you have a problem here today, you don't know what to do. I wouldn't leave here today until I gave it to Jesus. The secret place is where I cast my cares upon him. If you're here today and you need a life change, you need a miracle life change in your your life, come to this altar and there's gonna be people that pray for you. If you need to be baptized today, come see us, we'll baptize you. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and power. Run to the secret place today. Come on, can we lift up our hands all over this place? Lord, we're running to you. Come on, is anybody running to him today? Is anybody seeking him? Seek him while he may be found. Not only today, God, but when we leave this place, we're gonna find you, God, during this week, God. We're gonna find you after the kids go to bed, God. We're gonna find you, God, in the quiet of the morning, God. We pray, strengthen us. Can we just pray that God strengthen me right now? Strengthen every person in this room right now, God. Lord, give us dominion, God, over the enemy, God. Pray that there would be safety, God, in your presence. Today, we're gonna sing this one more time. Come on, these altars are open. If you need prayer today, run to him. If you need a miracle today, run to him. In Jesus' name, as we sing this, let's lift up our hands. Sickness starts to vanish every hopeless situation.